It's time! Fight fans and degenerate gamblers, welcome to the Thick Boys Fight Club, where there are only two rules. Rule number one, always talk about Thick Boys Fight Club. Rule number two, talk about Thick Boys Fight Club, even if no one wants to talk about Thick Boys Fight Club. All right. We are back once again. I'm Nick. And I'm Ty Stewart. <laughs> and uh, today we are going to be breaking down Figueredo versus Benavides on UFC Fight Island for UFC Fight Night. Numero dos. Number two. First, <laughs> as always, let's break down a little news. Scott Coker. I don't think this is going to be any, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, unbelievable for anyone says he has serious interest in Paige Van Zandt. Go figure that. <laughs> big <laughs> shocker. <laughs> I don't know where I was looking for. What a big shock that one was going to be. Yeah, man. I mean, we'll see if she gets paid. I'm sure she yeah. will. Honestly. Good for her. I think I, you know, honestly, I think Bellator would be good for, her. you know, she makes a little bit more money, you know, like we said, she's, let's be realistic here. She's, she's not going to be, you know, UFC championship material, but maybe over in Bellator, you know, she can get some good contender fights. Maybe she wins a championship over there. I don't think she'll be able to be a champion over there either, man. She's going to have to fight um, Ilimale. She's going to get fucking worked. Well, gives them a little bit, you know, a little bit more feed for the lion at the top. <laughs> for sure. For sure. For sure. Tyrone Woodley also today staying relevant. I love this. Says he will get around to exterminating that roach Kobe Covington. Oh, that'll be a good fight right there. Oh, yeah. I, I I'm looking they forward make to that. that. Um, I don't know if you saw earlier, Kobe had posted a picture of a signed contract on his end, basically saying that uh, Tyrone had not signed the contract. Uh, Tyrone came back saying he had signed a contract multiple times, and Kobe hasn't signed a contract. So we'll have to see how that one, what, what's the truth there. I'm sure they'll be signing it soon is what I'd imagine. Right. But, uh, yeah. And then also we got Misha Tate today had a little input on the Jan Versado stoppage saying that she'd have that man ref her fight any day of the week. Basically saying, you know, we go in there as fighters and you want the chance to come back and win if possible, which makes a little sense to me that Misha Tate would say that based on some of the wins that she was able to pull off after getting her ass kicked, you know, but I still feel that was way, way stopped way too late. Yeah. Again, like let's be realistic here the ref is just there to protect the fighters and you know i get it that they want time to come back but it's up to their best judgment and it's you know i'd hate to be in their position but in that particular scenario although like i said earlier was not defending himself intelligently he was just curling up yes he did try to um roll out a couple times but after a while you just saw he you know he wasn't coming back from that yeah for sure for sure. And yeah, that's all I got. Okay. All right. Then I guess we'll just uh, move right into the card. Uh, so first off fighting in the flyweight division, we have Alexandre Panteja 22 and four coming in as the minus minus one ninety favorite fighting Oscar Askarov 11. Oh, and one as a plus plus one seventy underdog. Nick, why don't you go first? Um, yeah, I got, you know, Alexander here, 
He's won six out of eight. One of those losses coming to Figueredo. So, and that was a decision fight. So, you know, and then watch some footage of this dude. He's obviously, he ain't no bitch, you know. Um, he's a pretty tough little guy. Pantoja had a decision win over Moreno as Askarov was a draw. You know, um, I don't like to believe in MMA math here, but I'm going to take my chances on this one. I, I like Pantoja. I like him a lot. Um, we saw that last first round knockout. Yeah, I know that was pretty good. He's my pick of the week, actually. Oh, Gotta go as that far with this. I, after watching this, I'm I'm very high up on this guy, actually. Actually, so yeah. Oh, there we go. <laughs> well, let me just start off by saying this: if you are a fan of grappling, this is this is the fight for you guys tonight. <laughs> you know, Askar um, Askar Askarov. He is um, from Dagestan, Russia. You know. Probably friends with Khabib and Zabit and those boys. Because let me tell you, his takedowns are legit as fuck. Um, he comes in with six submission wins to his name. And what's, you know, what's interesting about his is that he has a variety of submission wins. Rear naked choke, armbar, twister, guillotine. Um, where Pendejo or um, Pantejo, Toha? Pantoja, yeah. Pantoja has um, eight submission wins, mostly rear naked chokes. I do believe he has an armbar and a triangle choke as well in there but he also has eight knockout wins this kid is really exciting you know he's really improved his stand-up game from when he first started because now he's because he's he is a brazilian jiu-jitsu specialist let's be real here he's nasty off of his back super active guard when he's on top he you know he's controlling you he's tr working actively for submissions landing ground and pound He's also got some pretty solid leg kicks as well. He does throw his kicks up high. Hasn't had any real success with the head kicks yet, but, you know, it's quite possible. Where uh, Askar Afarov, he's really – he's looking to get the takedown, man. He's looking to be on top, ground and pound control. He does have some heavy hands that we saw with Tim Elliott. I thought Tim Elliott actually got knocked out in that first round. He's, like, standing up straight. I thought he was asleep. <laughs> I'm really looking forward to this fight here. And, oh, I almost forgot to say, what's because Penn – Pantoja is such so good off of his back on the ground. He can just be a wild man when he's standing. You know, he's not afraid to get taken down because he knows he's legit off of his back. Saying that, I think, you know, I'm going with the underdog here. I can't help myself. I like that Dagestani what? style wrestling. Dude, those you just talked so insane. high about Pantoja. No, this yeah, this fight is this fight is is gonna be great either way. Look, Askarov has knockout power too. I think it's just gonna come down to who can take it down to the mat and choose where the fight is going to go. And that's definitely an Askar's favorite. So, man, I'm just going for the plus money. And, dude, the kid's exciting. They both are. It's going to be a great fight. No one's going to lose. Okay, but who are you picking to win? Yeah, that's who I'm picking to win, Askar. Okay. I think, I think he's got a chance all here. these high things, I'm just saying. Bro, yeah, no, hey, I, hey. <laughs> look, I could totally be wrong here. But I'm just going with a gut instinct that right, I think man. that wrestling like is, going to be the, is going to be the key. All right, there we go. Yeah. So you have it, folks. Split down that one. Uh, so we'll go on to the next. Yeah, uh, next we have Ariane Lipsky, 12 and 5, minus 120, fighting in the flyweight division against Luana Carolina, 6 and 1, plus 100 underdog. Um, I'll take this one. So right here, this is honestly looking like it's going to be a stand up battle. These two girls are just going to, they're both Muay Thai specialists. Supposedly, Lipsky here is a Muay Thai champion. I could not find out for what mm -hmm. organization exactly she got it under. But she looked 
honestly, she's just looked all right. Even in the last fight that she won, she did come out pretty quickly swinging. But I don't know. She just doesn't seem that impressive on the feet. She did take advantage of some knockdowns and takedowns that she was able to get stay on top work, even though that was quite dangerous for her. Uh, she did get swept a couple times, some pretty close submissions. But I did like that she went for that knee bar. It was really impressive there. Uh, Luana, though, she seems to have it more together, I feel like, actually. Her stand-up is pretty nasty. She really likes to use her knees in the Thai clinch and in in your classic Greco-Roman clinch as well. She uses her leg kicks. And, man, when she was hitting that girl with those head kicks, they were nasty and actually dropped her on the third one. I, I, you know, I, I think I'm going to have to take Luana here. Just... I think she's got it more together right now, looking a little bit sharper, given her hands don't look as clean as Lipsky's, but her kicking and also the little bit of groundwork that we saw, she seemed to have it more together. I think you are fucking crazy. <laughs> so, both even, well, you're, you have it kind of right. This is going to be a very even matchup. Uh, they're both Brazilian, you know. Now, Lipsky here, you know, trained with Chris Cyborg. That's her coach. So that's where she gets the striking power from. Um, she also has way more experience in, cage, in the cage than Luana does here. Now, I know what you're saying about these last two fights not looking that good. Yeah, these last two fights were also to Collarwood and McCann. So it's kind of hard to say they put her in a top-ranked opponent. Also, on her last decision win, um, just for a little insight there, I'm not sure if you know, knew about this, you know, they changed her opponent three or four times leading into that fight. Oh, wow. um, that yeah that was she kept getting battles canceled on her and whatnot and that's you know so she had like literally a week's notice to train for that opponent now just saying not that that's an excuse really she still got the victory i get what i saw what you saw now another thing i just saw today guys she gave an interview today she said she wants to get back to her violent ways and she goes i really really want to knock this girl out not very often you hear women say that so for that reason Definitely taking Lipsky on this one. Yep. I, look, I don't blame you. Like, like we were saying, it's a pretty evenly matched fight, as the odds are indicating. Just a slight favorite to Lipsky here. Look, it's going to be it's going to be entertaining. Oh yeah, no. We're find out. No, these are two. You know, these are where both of these. I'll tell you straight out, they were hard ones to pick, honestly, a little bit. But I mean, I know I got it right. It's okay. Yeah. <laughs> well, Nick did win last season, so you know he, he feels confident coming into this one. Um, all right, we'll just move on to the next one then. Mark DeKessie, 14 and 3, minus 160 favorite fighting in the lightweight division against Rafael Fizev, 7 and 1, plus 145, underdog. Nick? Oh, wow. Uh, you know, this right here has the makings of fight of the night, honestly. It could either be a quick. 30-second knockout, or this thing could drag on for three rounds and be a dogfight the entire time. I hope it's the dogfight, honestly. I would love to see that. I think it's going to go that more that way. Now, you know, I like Mark a lot, looking at his, what his career is. You know, that dude used to go over to, went over to America Top Team and trained for several years. So we know how that goes. So I really like that. Now, lately, he has returned back to the UK. That's where he's from. So I kind of give him on that. So he's been training back over there. I mean, so just saying, I think there's a lot of training in that guy. I think he's got way more skills to get it done. Given that, though, both of these guys love to strike. No doubt about it. 
they're both coming off decision victories. That's why I honestly don't think there's going to be a knockout in this one, as I was reading some guys are predicting. I think it's going to be another decision. I think it's going to be a close fight again, but I got to take Mark. Yeah, um, this fight I'm really excited for. Rafael Fizev here, he is uh, actually the head coach over at Tiger Muay Thai in Thailand. Look, this guy does everything perfect, man. His technique is just solid. He's got some nasty leg kicks. He's a power puncher, heavy-handed, real exciting to watch. But his, the, technique, the techniques he used are your standard, what you expect, where Mark DeKesse definitely has more variety, is a little bit more creative with his striking. The other thing that's really good about him is that he doesn't mind mixing up a takedown. He's really becoming a complete mixed martial artist, which is great. I love to see that from strikers. You know, I don't want to see them just try to stand and bang every time, even though when he was winning a few of his fights on the feet, he shot for a takedown anyways, just to score the points, land a bit of ground and pound, and then, you know, did what he does best and just beat their ass on the feet. Saying that, but so has Raphael. Like, watching him, he does the exact same thing. His takedowns aren't as clean as Mark's, but he does do that. This is going to be a really great fight. They both utilize their leg kicks a lot. And honestly, I don't know who hits harder with the kicks. No. I'm going to give a slight power edge to Raphael here, where I'm going to give the speed and the, you know, the variety to Mark. To me, this should actually be more of like a pick em fight. And, man, I, I want to take Raphael here, but I'm going to take Mark. It's oh. Just, yeah, the, the experience is in Mark's favor. And like I said, just the way he's evolved a bit more than um, Raphael has. But I wouldn't be surprised if, if Fazev won this fight either. Yeah, I feel you on that. But I think Mark's going to get it done. So there we go. At least we finally picked one together now. So, guys, there you go. Mark's the one right now. Let's go to the next. Yeah. Next up, we have Jack Hermanson, 20 and 5, minus 105, fighting in the middleweight division against Kevin Gaslam, 16 and 5, coming in as a minus 115. Uh, so, you know, this is a pick 'em fight, guys. Look, I'm a huge Kevin Gaslam fan. His last two fights, he lost to Israel Adesanya, Darren Till in a close split decision. I think in that particular fight against Darren Till, he came in, just underestimated him, thought, you know, this was going to be an easy fight from a guy who was moving up from 170 pounds. Because Kevin Gaslam, I remember watching him on The Ultimate Fighter, and he was one of those guys I thought, look, this kid could be champ one day. He's kind of got it all. He's got solid boxing, great wrestling. He's added in some great kicks as well. Um, his rest, uh, he's also a state wrestling champion out of Arizona. Strong in the clinch. He's deceptively strong for his size because I do think he's an undersized middleweight where Jack Hermanson here fought at 205. He's a large 185er. He does tend to muscle people around in the clinch, but his striking prowess is particularly just mostly boxing. He doesn't really have a ton of other tools on the feet where he does have this nasty guillotine, which does make me worry a little bit if Kevin Gaslam does decide to shoot and leaves his head in there. But seeing how Kevin Gaslam's a 10th planet, um, planet black belt, I'm going to pick Kelvin here to win this fight. Yeah. You know, as you, you hit it right on the head earlier of what exactly I was going to say, I mean, this dude's recent losses are to Adesanya and Till. Um, who has Jack Hermanson fought? Fucking nobody. Fucking bums. No, 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 no. His bums. only two. His, no, his two. No, stop, bums. stop, stop. Nope. Tiago Santos, 
is definitely bum. not a fucking old bum. man. Old man. Tiago Santos, man. the man who fucking almost beat John Jones fighting on no knee, Nicholas. I think oh. you're mixing him up with another dude, bro. Because mm-hmm. let me tell you, that is a bad motherfucker right there. Oh, yeah, I'm and- sorry. I'm not thinking of him. Who am I thinking of? <laughs> um, I think you're thinking of. Uh, and Gaslam fought him as well. Tiago Santos, he definitely Silva- Yeah, that's why. I'm sorry. I'm confused. Yeah, yeah, no, you just mix the records up. But you keep talking because I'll look up the other guy that he fought real quick. I'm trying to and This other guy is no fucking. He's the real deal, too. I'm just saying. He's getting older. And that's kind of just what I saw when I looked at this. You know, it was a bunch of nowhere name guys just putting it out there. I know they'll say, oh, casual this and whatnot. But the guys he's beaten aren't like A list guys, is my point. You know, most people might not even know the name you just said, honestly. Truthfully. Yeah, well, if they don't, then that's sad. <laughs> that guy fucking almost beat John Jones, in my opinion. I know. You know? No, 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 no. But um, the other guys Definitely, he's fought, uh, like... Um, and I think he did beat John Jones, personally. Yeah. He, he's got some good wins. Look, he beat uh, Ron, um, Jacare Souza. There we go. He, I'm he sorry. He did lose to Jerry That's Conan. who I was talking about. Jacare Souza. Come on now. What's the guy, 40 years old now? Yeah, I have to say he did not fight the best version of Jacare. Well, I think Kevin, even though Kevin Kelvin fought him, fought him like four after, years ago or two years ago. No, no, ago, Kelvin right? fought him after um, uh, Hermanson did, but he was a much better version. I think Jacare, you know, he really paced himself against Hermanson, uh, and he didn't. He really just boxed him. But yeah. Well, sorry about that, folks. That's the that's who I was talking about. So you know, and I got like I always like the younger fighter in these matchups, honestly. I, I mm-hmm. tend to go that way. So, and for that reason alone, I'm going to go with Kelvin here as well. Yeah. Just remember, guys, Kelvin head kicked Israel Adesanya, man, and almost finished him. That's well, got to say something. And he's saying if he wins this fight, he definitely wants to fight Till again. Mm. He, he definitely wants that fight. So, good for him. Yeah. Um, all right. Moving on to the main event of the evening. Devison Figueroa, 18 and 1, minus 210, fighting for the flyweight championship versus Joseph Benavides, 28 and 6, coming in as a plus 180 underdog. You want to take this first, Nick? Sure. Well, as we all know how the first fight went down, you know, I was talking to my boy Ty here earlier. You know, the problem I have once in a while is I read these comments that you guys post on the internet. And I'm sorry. Some of you really are complete fucking morons and don't even know what the fuck you're talking about. You know, because I said this thing to Ty earlier that now after I watched the fight again for real myself, I was like, what the fuck are these clowns even talking about? Straight up, that headbutt was not illegal. But, and there's some people claiming that that was an illegal headbutt and that was the reason why he lost. No, that really wasn't the reason he lost. Now, yes, the headbutt completely played into it, but Joseph caused that headbutt to happen. If you go back and watch this fight, the way he was coming in for strikes and, and the way he was trying to defend himself caused him that headbutt is what happened, in my opinion. Now, yes, their heads connected, it rocked him, and then he got dropped is what happened. There's no doubt about that. That's the reason he did get dropped. Yes. Now, I went back and forth on this one a couple times. And I got to tell you, I'm, this is what I'm thinking, and this is what I'm, my worries are. If Figueredo couldn't make weight the last time, 
that could be a problem. Think about this. He already had a weight cutting issue just getting to where he was. I mean, I don't think this dude could have the same power that he had in the last fight getting down to the weight because he's claiming as of right now that he will make the weight. That just could really throw a wrench in the whole thing, getting down to that weight. I believe, too, he has had weight issues in the past, if I'm not mistaken. Correct, Ty? Um, I'm not actually really sure. I haven't really yes, paid attention to I, that. I, I'm pretty sure that, yes, he has had problems getting down to weight in the past. So this is the reason why I am taking Benavides in that fight. Ooh. I'm taking him, you know, going back and watching it. Round one, clearly Benavides all day. I mean, when, look, they, the judges' scorecards all had him winning that round too. Yeah, there was a little scramble there for a minute where he was in a uh, – almost had an arm bar put on him. But as we said, this guy's a professional. He ain't going to let that happen to him. And that guy's legit. I, I do – my as I'm saying, guys, I like Figueredo a lot. I think he's a real badass dude. But I think the weight cut this time is going to come into play. And I obviously think that – Joseph's been around the block a few times. He's going to make the correct adjustments. He's not going to be putting his head into the bat, into where he wiped the same feel way he was the first time, which means there shouldn't be a headbutt committed, which means he shouldn't get knocked out this time. And he should continue to beat that guy up. Also, I was really too Figueredo that last fight was gassing the fuck out in the second round. After round one, he was sitting on that stool, huffing and puffing. Now you're talking about a dude who's going to try and make lose 10 pounds more than he did the last time. I mean, I'm just saying. Or however many pounds. Sorry. Maybe I'm exaggerating. What did he miss weight by? Five pounds, right? Five or six pounds? I think it was like I think it was was three four? and a half pounds. Three and a half, half pounds. pounds. That's why they docked him 30%. Gotcha. But it was something. It was, you know, it was definitely significant. It wasn't like he missed it by a half a pound exactly. or one pound or anything like that. It's definitely a lot. Exactly. Um, you know, look, I watched the fight too. And you're right. Benavidez did win that first round. He was clipping Figueroa. And I do think, yes, he was having some issues with his cardio there. He did look like he was tiring in that after the, at the end of the first round. Saying that, Dude, this guy's striking is just clean. His use of his distance is just – it's incredible, man. The way he makes good fighters look like amateurs is ridiculous. Like, he fought Pendejo. Pendejo. Um, Pendeja, sorry. Pendejo, um, yeah. He fought him. And that kid is good on the feet now. And he made him look like a sucker. He's really intelligent as well. You know, he didn't engage him in the guard for very long. Just dropped a couple shots, got up, made him get back to his feet – Worked him where he was, where he had a clear advantage. Joseph Benavides, given I can see him winning this fight, but it's going to be from using that cardio and really making this a wrestling match and not a striking match. Yes, he was clipping him with those winging shots, but that's really leaving him open for counter strikes, which Figueroa is so good at. He's great at the scrambles. He needs to turn this into a grappling match. Just go for takedowns, make him work, get back to his feet. Just cling on him against the fence, pressure him. But I don't think that's going to work. I think Figueredo is going to put together these combos, use the distance really well, and just not probably knock him out again, honestly. And then there's this little thing that uh, Chael, I heard on Chael Sonnen's podcast one time, and I've 
live by this personally 90% of the time <laughs> when it comes to wagering on rematches in particular. It doesn't have to be a championship rematch, but a rematch. When two guys fight and the younger guy wins and they rematch a second time, it's something like 80% of the time the younger guy wins the second fight again. And, and more impressively, look, Joseph Benavides is 35 years old. To me, that's the wrong side of 30. You're coming out of your prime now. This kid, Figueredo, is 32 years old, only lost one fight. The guy's an absolute stud, and he's only getting better. So I'm going to go with him. Yeah. No, all your facts are true, 100%. And as I said earlier, I usually tend to like the younger guy. But this is Joseph Benavides we're talking about. This is a professional. And I agree. And he's plus money all day. Yeah, man. All but day. Sometimes, you know, sometimes, you know, you're just that unlucky dude where you're relegated to being the second best your entire <laughs> life. You'll be like that guy who beats everybody else, anybody else you could take the title from, but then just two guys in a row that you just can't beat happen to be yeah. there. Unfortunately, and I think that's just Joseph Benavides, man. Like, I been, think yeah. he's the second best dude hands down. Yeah, unfortunately, that could be his role. But we're going to hope for him. I'm going to hope for him anyways. I know you're not, obviously. Oh, I look, hope I he gets care. it done. Look, <laughs> I don't care who wins. I just want a good fight. Yes, I am secretly rooting for Benavidez because – Oh, we got it out a, of him. Yeah, he's – no, he's a veteran man. He's been doing this for a long time, and I'd love to see him hold the title at least just once, you know? Yeah, it would be. But I, can, I just, I'm having a hard time envisioning this. I can almost see him gaining the title and riding off in the sunset, honestly. I, I kind of oh, Dana speculate. White would be so salty. Oh, he'll be like, this fucking title is cursed and I'm over it. <laughs> yeah, that's when he'd be like, guess what? It's over, guys. Flyweight's yeah. gone. We're, not, yeah, we're not really done with the flyweight division. <laughs> we're done here. Oh, one other thing I do want to say. Joseph Benavides is really small for that weight class. Don't you think? Like, when you look at him, you're like, kind of a small dude, even for 135 pounds. I mean, your boy. Oh, sorry, 125 pounds. Yeah. Your boy Triple C is really small, too. I don't be talking about him like that. Yeah, bro, but he's an Olympian. <laughs> motherfucking gold medalist. Hey, Some small guys just get the job done. You know yeah. what they say. Yeah. All right, guys. Well, yeah, obviously, you know, I'll split it out there. These were hard ones to pick. A little harder than, than on Wednesday night for me anyways. Um, you know, these, these could all go either way, which makes it even more entertaining. And, you know, we have a couple fights on here that look like they could cut, turn out to be very decent fights. So I definitely would tune in for this one. I'm stoked on it. Hopefully, we yeah. see Joseph get it done. And we'll see Gaslam. Yeah. And hopefully, Gaslam, honestly, I hope for his sake he gets back in the wing column again. You know, it's yeah, good yet to get, keep winning, man. So, that's yeah, low key, guys. Low key, guys. This is a fucking stacked card. Like, 100%. these names might not pop off to you and you're like recognizing them. But let me tell you, these kids in here are fucking talented. Okay. And I almost forgot to say, lock of the week, Kevin Gaslam. So oh, just, there we go. Just a heads up. There you go. <laughs> There you go. All right, guys. We will be back with you uh, next week with a little recap show of how we did on this one. Yep. And then we'll be back again for another picks next Saturday, which I believe is still going to be on Yaz Island, if I'm not mistaken, correct? Yeah. Would they say 90 fights in, or something? 90 fights total they're going to have in – I forget how many days it is for Yaz Island. So something like that. 90 fights. Like that's not, oh, you, maybe it was. that You could be right. You mean yeah. 90 actual fights, not 90 Or maybe – yeah. yeah, no, yeah, 90 yeah. fights, like actual individual <laughs> fights, not cards. Like, no, no, no. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Damn, there's like two years. <laughs> yeah, no, they really could do that for sure. That, that, that might be the stat on it. But yeah, guys, 
thank you so much. Please like and subscribe. Um, yeah, and we will have a surprise hopefully next week. Um, on, or sorry, on our next recap, we'll have a little surprise for you guys. Guys, maybe a little, you know, little giveaway we're going to be talking about. Yeah, I would definitely might want to recommend that you really do subscribe if you want a piece of that because I'll put it out there. Anyone who subscribes from now, what this gift is going to be, I'll give it to you. You'll be entered as well. I'll enter anyone in that starts today. But please subscribe. We need the subscription to keep this going. And yeah, thank you so much. All right, peace out. Peace.